0: Hey guys, what makes a great website? And we know that's a loaded question. Um, unfortunately, the answer isn't a one size fits all either. Uh, regardless of your industry, here are some local or some local. What makes a great website? You're probably wondering that. That's why you clicked on this podcast. And it is a great question, kind of a loaded one. Um, unfortunately, the answer isn't a one size fits all either. However, we broke down six tips in this podcast that are going to help you to figure out the best way to create a website and make a good website so you can convert more of those people who are lurkers into customers, which equals more sales for you. All right. I hope you enjoy.
1: This is the Marketing natives. Providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. All right, let's get started. Number one, your website satisfies the user and has a clear goal satisfies the user. It sounds kind of weird, but it's like the, the user intent. So, what are they going there for, right? Um, I feel like a lot of people may think that building a website and then set, it's kind of like a set it and forget it type thing, where you, oh, you build it and yeah, they will come. Like that's not that's not really true um, anymore when it comes to websites. Um, you have to make sure that uh, number one, uh, what we're saying here is that you know your audience. You know why they're coming to your website. Um, So what do they need? What do they want from your website? You need to make sure that you have those things in your website to satisfy that.
0: Right. And I guess like you said, once you know the audience, you'll understand what they'll appreciate and not appreciate about going to your site. So for us, they may appreciate having some videos, a little bit more information versus like a lawyer's website, they may be looking for an answer and like, they're just trying to get to the point. Maybe they're not just there to like, Oh, this is a cool site. Let me find it. It's like, okay, you're a defense attorney. I I need help. And I'm just trying to find the quickest way and fastest way to call you or just get more information to see if you can help me. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, Oh, okay, well, I've obviously committed a crime. I'm I'm looking for a defense attorney. So I'm going there for a completely different reason than, Hey, I'm looking to hire a marketing agency and I want to make sure that they're going to be able to create the kind of videos and creative that I want. And then they go to the website and it's like, it's plain white. And it says like, Hey, we make cool videos. And then there's no examples of the videos. There's nothing that's going to entice That specific user.
1: Yeah, exactly. And while you were saying that, you were giving an example of us, an agency versus a lawyer. And then in my head, I was thinking, okay, what about a brick and mortar store Mm -hmm. um, that only sells, you know, offline? There's no e-commerce or anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. They still probably need a website, but then their call to action or the, the goal of the website would be probably to either, yeah, call or... Uh, see the products and then get directions, right? Yeah. Um, versus, you know, you're looking at a lawyer where it might be find answers and call, for example. Right. Um, and us, it could be, you know, they just want to learn more resources, you know, a, a resources section, or learn more about us before making a decision um, or our services. So each industry. Um, definitely has different goals and different objectives Um, and the user and your audience will vary greatly from even from agency to agency. Yeah. Um, It will be, it will be different. So that's, will be my number one thing uh, that would make a good website would be to be super user focused on what they want and need. Um, and just have clear call to actions and navigate them through to the right pages. Yeah. I don't know
0: if we're, we're not going to necessarily cover that on um, a little bit later. So I just want to point out that just because a website has a really cool image, you may be impressed with the way that it looks um, as the, like for example, if you get a website designed by somebody and it's like, oh, we have this really cool image or this really cool video that's at the very top, but there's no call to action. You have nowhere to go. And there's like 20 different tabs to click on. That's the clear example of not having a goal for the end user. So if it says, hey, come see us or, hey, book a call, like it should be right in their face. Call to action for
1: them. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So number two, your website has excellent technical performance. So there's one thing about, you know, talk about SEO, um, but also just focusing on some of the basics like the speed of the website, um, is it easily crawlable by, you know, Google and other search engines? Um, do you have large images or large files that just bog down the website? Um, good, great websites, um, don't have any of these technical errors. Yeah. And I would say that we're probably in that
0: C plus to B range as far as like we're building a new website, but, it, as far as I think our biggest fault is not necessarily the clear goal or anything like that. I think we're good there, but I think ours is that load time. I don't remember what our load time is, but we have so much content and so many images and so many podcasts and
1: so many blogs on the site that I feel like it's
0: slower ish. No, you're making a face. Mm. No,
1: I mean, I don't think so. Uh, some of the biggest things, it doesn't have to do with the amount of content is just has to do with your images um, and then, you know, the, the way the website was built. Um, but it, basically a lot of the, the speed issues has to do with images and then JavaScript and things like that. Um, so we have a lot of third party apps that so we have too many on those. That we do. <laughs> I mean, we have a, a Facebook chat plugin. We have Sumo. We have, um, I feel like we have a, another
0: one. Those are just some big ones that are kind of heavy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we get rid of that and the website loads super quick. Um, it's because, you know, the website is requesting all these, um, APIs from, from different companies, um, uh, which have those things on different servers. So it takes a while to, to load those things and, uh, tracking pixels, Facebook tracking pixel, the Google tag, all that stuff. Also, you know, um, bugs down the website those are the things that obviously you would probably want for your website right. so it's like a was it catch 22 a double edged sword uh, type thing where yeah it will affect some of the performance but at the same time are things that you probably need so you definitely want to play around with, with those things and make sure that even adding pixels and things like that there are ways to optimize you know how you add them right um, so that's something always to keep in mind
0: very cool um, alright so number three your website is trustworthy, safe, and secure. So every single website that we build has um, an SSL or secure site lock on it, meaning that it's a little bit more secure. This used to be like you have to have it for e-commerce, but now it's pretty much a you must have it for really any website. And Google loves when your site is secure, so that will help you with your SEO, which is that technical stuff that we talked about a little bit earlier. Um But you also want to make sure that it's a good user experience. And I know that some, um, like a safe experience, sorry. And I know that some people don't really check it, but I constantly check it. And if it says like not secure, I'm like, Oh, well, these people have a problem. Like I'm always thinking like, this is, this is not good. You should have your site secure. And I feel like more people eventually will start to do that too. Just as we become more and more on the web, making sure that like, Oh, I'm putting in passwords or I'm putting user information or I'm signing into the site and it's not secure. Like I don't want to have my phone or computer or something like that hacked.
1: Yeah. Especially if it's an e-commerce site and you see at the very top that you don't have that little lock run away from it <laughs> do not put your, all your credit card information or anything, any personal information on that website. Um, you will definitely want to make sure that you look for that little lock and make sure that they have some sort of SSL um, certificate in there. Um, did you say SSL, do you think SSL sounds for secure, secure site lock?
0: What, is that not what it stands for? No. <laughs> well, I could have sworn that's what it for.
1: What does it stand no, for? it stands for secure socket layer.
0: Oh, sockets layer. What is secure site lock then? I don't know. Oh, no, no.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it, it fits perfect. But. Yeah, it does. I could
0: have sworn that, like, somebody told me that or what, <laughs> what I feel I'm going to have to Google this now if, like, um, this is, like, one of those uh, synonymous with what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Weird. Um Yeah, so I mean, SSL is definitely something important, but on top of that, you know, you have access to the back end of your website. Just making sure that you that you're using uh, actually a good strategy is to use a different email than your personal email, uh, something specific for the website and unique for the website. uh, So it's harder for people to figure out. And then on top of that, having a unique password um, to access the back end of your website. Um, as well as just changing your passwords regularly um, and then limiting access from third-party people um, inside of your of your, of your website. Um, another thing too, to consider, Cloudflare also offers, I believe, free SSLs and uh, some sort of security for a free website, and I believe it's also free. Um, I've used it a few times for a, f- a few other websites, um, and it works it works pretty good.
0: What's it do you, What do we say again?
1: Uh, Cloudflare,
0: Cloudflare. Yeah. Okay,
1: we got that in there. Yep. Okay, cool.
0: Um, there was something else I wanted to say about this. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you hit it mainly. Like, don't put your pat, don't put passwords or I- just be smart about going to websites. I guess there's yeah. been a couple of sites that I've went to that I. I don't know. If you have Google Chrome, this will help you out a lot because I think it just does it does a really good job of saying not secure. I don't know if Safari or anything
1: else like that does. I it. believe they do. I, I know. Yeah, Chrome for sure gives you a little notice at the very top that says, you know, this website, you know, maybe untrustworthy or um, whatever. Also, I guess another thing we're, we're saying here, your website is trustworthy. Um, something that you should not do that I've seen a lot of people do is insert all these badges at the bottom of uh, bottom of their website to make it seem like it's trustworthy um let's say maybe they put their the better business bureau um you know badge but it's not linked back to better business bureau so you have Ooh. to like go in manually and go and look at that um which actually better business bureau they give you not just an image for you to put on your website but a link that shows you when you hover over it it actually shows you your your grade you know uh. they give you like a a plus b whatever So that's how you know that someone has actually successfully put the Better Business Beater badge correctly on their website is if you hover over it, it changes from the logo to their score. Um, That's technically the way to insert that badge on their website. Um, If you just see a little picture that has the B or the Better Business Beater and that's it and they don't link it back or anything, then kind of be wary of that. Um, Because they might be just putting it there just because. Yeah, it looks good, right? Yeah, exactly. Welcome to another ad brought to you by Bid Branding. Bid Branding is a local creative marketing agency located in Allen, Texas. I'm just kidding. Um, I do want to talk to you about websites. Um, because we're talking about websites, um, we would we would love to help you out with with your website. And by, actually, by the time that this is released, um, we will have this website calculator on our website. So you can actually go to our website, bidbranding.co. I don't know the the full URL, but once you go in there, you'll see under resources, we have a website cost calculator. So you can actually check out how much your website might cost if you use us, right? So we'll just ask you a few questions and we'll get you uh, sort of a, a little quote. Um, and then from that, we can just give you more information on how we build our websites. And a lot of these things right here that we're you know telling you on this episode are, are things that we have top of mind when we're creating websites for our clients. So again, just make sure that you head to bigbranding.co and under resources, look for that website cost calculator.
0: Awesome. Great, great Topic for that. I'm curious for more people to use that calculator because I think that once one good thing about ours is that we've tested a lot of other ones and they're just kind of like mediocre. Like we went to I went to one uh, where somebody's paying paying for pay per click and they ask three questions like, uh, do you want a regular website? Do you want an e commerce website? Uh, do you uh, plan to have a login? And then uh, do you have, how many pages do you want? And then they were supposed to give pricing off of just three questions like that. And it was like, um, I answered yes to e-commerce, something else, whatever. Anyway, it ended up being like a $40,000 website. I'm like, how did you get to $40,000 from those three questions? It was like, I I said, it was a 10 page website, e-commerce. And I don't know. There was, Yeah. And it went to like 38,000 or 39,000, like almost a $40,000 website. I'm like, that's crazy. It's so inaccurate. So that's why I think that it'll be really fun for you guys to fill that out. So good, good point. All right, number four here. Your website has a great design.
1: Yeah, just just because I mean, it shouldn't be just that it looks good. It should also be that it feels good to be on your website. Um, so we're talking here about you know design, you know the user experience. So we're kind of hitting on on the the first tip that we we gave, which is you know satisfies the user intent, has a clear goal, um, but just diving a little bit deeper. Um, and making sure that not just your call to actions, but, you know, everything on your website, you know, regarding colors, font sizes um, and different things like that are actually on point. Because, um, I mean, I mean, I'm a design, you know, person, whatever. I have that that design perspective on my head all the time when I look at websites. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always on top of my head. You know, the fact of, you know, how things are being laid out, um, the spacing that you're using. Um, the font size, even the font type. Um, so just different things and little things like that do matter, um, when you're building a website.
0: Absolutely. And I, I feel like it's also easier for me too, because if I can find out, like we said earlier, it's, it's really easy for me to find where I'm at. And then I'm like, okay, this, this layout is good. The design is good. Like I have an overall good feeling about the company. And I don't even know why I'm like, well, this is cool. I like their colors. I like the way it lays out. It's like, I don't even know I like. I don't ever think that I'm going to buy, um, you know, this gerbil training class, but <laughs> if I was, this is the company I, I would choose.
1: Yeah. So definitely pay attention to your design and make sure that you have great design um, on your website.
0: Number Cinco is your content is on point. And that seems a little jargony-ish uh, for those who don't know what On Point is. Um, it's up to par. Right?
1: You don't know what, On Point? Uh, it's I like On point.
0: point. On Point? What, no, you can't use On Point to describe On Point.
1: <laughs> on Point so, is like being On Point.
0: Okay, so yeah. like, yeah, if you're a baller basketball player, you're obviously a baller basketball player.
1: Exactly. No,
0: On Point is above par. You're way above average on your content. Right. What about awesome? Yeah. Awesome works too, but we use awesome way too much. We do. That's it's, why I put on point. Nice. Well, I just wanted to explain to people what on point was. It's basically awesome, but we're using something some new fancy jargon because uh, we didn't want to use the word awesome. Yeah.
1: Anyways, we're, we're talking about your content being awesome or on point or whatever, but that's another thing. Like what makes a great website that it actually has content, <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. Like that's the first step. You need to make sure that you have some sort of content and consistent content too. Um, We probably recommend for all new websites to start a blog or some sort of resource tab, whether it's, you know, a blog or events or recipes or whatever it is, something that you're constantly adding valuable content to your website. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And look, I mean, for us, actually, we have the podcast and, um, our tip for tip and our blogs that are all on there. Um, and we try to create a lot of content cause you never know, um, who's going to be going there we hope it's our ideal customer and we hope that they're going to find the resources that they want because we've that clear goal. Always go back to number one, which is a per- perfect part. But a lot of times when people go to your website, they're not going there just because they're like, Oh, uh, I, uh, I know this company already. It's because they're searching for something or a problem and then they need a solution. Mm -hmm. And that's where your content comes into play. If you don't have a blog on how to save people money or if you don't have a blog about SEO tips, more than likely, they're not going to go to your website because they're not going to find it to Mm -hmm. get those SEO tips. So the content is, I mean, absolutely. That should be number one,
1: two. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, think, I don't know if you said that, but it, but it ties back to our first tip, which is knowing your audience and mm-hmm. knowing what what they're going to your website for. Um, so knowing your audience is very, very important. So that's what that, that makes a great website is a website that absolutely knows their audience, because a lot of these things that we're talking about falls back to that, to knowing your audience and knowing how to serve them properly. Very cool.
0: All right. Last one we have here is mobile first. So. We're recording this in 2019, whether you're listening to this in 2019 or 2029, um, more than likely you're doing this from your phone. Most people, a little over 50%, are searching for things on their phone, their tablets, something that's easier on the go. They want the answers quick. They want to... Fast. they don't want to have to go to a desktop um, and for the most part you have to have a good user experience all of these five tips above need to be uh, great on desktop but they should be even better on mobile what's the experience like on mobile for example if Christian built a website and it was a great desktop version. Like, yes, this is awesome. I have the best feeling. I have the right audience. And then they go to mobile and it's like, well, things are all jumbled around. I'm kind of confused. There's a big call to action button and it keeps making me hit the call button and I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can just really turn people off. So having a mobile first website uh, should be your
1: a priority. Yeah. And I think that that's a it's something that we're moving more into and we haven't necessarily, uh, I guess designed a website yet. I want to say yet, uh, mobile first, which means I'm designing the website, the structure of the website. I start with the mobile version and then move up to desktop and all that stuff. So just that's means the mobile first means taking priority on mobile, like number one thing that you design, You know, you're doing your wireframes, you're doing your mockups. Everything starts from that mobile um, experience. Um, And that's something that 2019 we're kind of moving into right now. Um, But 2020, 2021, that's something that you're going to see more prevalent are people creating websites mobile first um, Mm -hmm. and then worrying about the desktop version later just because that's the trend. And that's where, you know, people are gravitating to. Um, but that being said, we do create all of our websites with mobile in mind. Um, after we create our, our desktop versions, then we go into the tablet versions and manipulate that to the extent where, um, it's, it actually looks even a little bit different from, from your desktop version. And then you end up with that mobile version that, um, we're able to manipulate things and to make them look a lot, a lot better, um, on mobile than, you know, your typical, automatic, uh, websites that just kind of scale down and that's it. Um, we actually do put time and effort into making sure that that mobile experience, um, it's there.
0: Very cool. I was going to say awesome, but instead (laughs) I was
1: going to say that's on point. All right. So there you have it. Thank you, Aaron, for being on point. Um, six tips or six things that make a good website. Um, I want to say great the whole time I see good. I want to say what makes a great website. Um, I do believe these six things, um, do make a great website. Um, if you're a first time listener, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast so you can get awesome, great content like what we just provided today. And, um, if you actually really truly enjoyed it, leave us a comment um, on Apple podcast. I believe it's still called Apple podcast. Yeah. And that's what okay yeah it is uh so just leave us a comment let us know hey you guys are awesome thank you for your awesome content yeah, i found this very valuable um christian is his voice just sounds uh, super amazing um that's <laughs> kidding um but no just leave us a comment let us know how we're doing um so we can serve you and and, and give you better content uh for you um also i want to remind you guys that if you want any of these show notes or anything like that for this particular episode or any of our episodes you can always find those at bitbranding.co i believe it's forward slash podcast um you'll see at the very top navigation you'll see podcasts and you'll see the full running list of all of our episodes um and then our show notes in there with links and things like that that we talked about on the episodes all right we'll see you guys next time the marketing natives podcast is a production of Bit Branding.